Welcome to Mindful Space to Pause. Your host is Dee Lee. In our show, you'll experience what it means to take a break, get in tune with your true self, and be in the present. Now, here is your host, Dee Lee. Welcome to our show, Mindful Space to Pause. My name is Dee Lee, and I am your host today as we explore how to practice turning the keys to unlock your internal energy system. Everything is made up of energy. Match the frequency of the reality you want, and you cannot help but get that reality. It can be no other way. This is not philosophy. This is physics. That's what Albert Einstein said. Energy is all around us and vibrates at different frequencies. Even things that look and feel solid are vibrating. We are living in an ocean of energy. We each vibrate differently depending on our overall state of being. Vibration is one of the basic universal laws. These laws are typically ignored because they cannot be seen. Most people rely on their five senses and what has been proven and is known as the established truth that's been gathered through historical knowledge backed by science. We are currently living in a paradigm shift and the established truth is emerging, showing the interactive relationships of how all beings moving around in our universe operate within basic universal laws. Learn the importance of keeping an open mind and how to think outside the framework of knowledge that's held in a box. Nikola Tesla said, if you want to find the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. How do you respond when you tune yourself into a, a musical um, sequence or in a drum roll? It definitely catches our focused attention because it also has a physical vibrational effect on us as well. And it's very easy to get caught up with all of the drum rolls going on in our uh, news, in our in our site, in the the images that we see in um, digital news and paper news and you know, on our phones, iPads, and it all vibrates with us every day as we're being exposed to it. And it might feel like the world is heavy and vibrating with issues. And basically, um, some people feel that their problems are worse than other people's issues. And it, it's not easily um, easy sometimes to switch into a different mind frame because it's all around us. We tend to believe that, you know, that that's the truth. Dr. John Kabat-Zinn reminds us, as long as you are breathing, there is more right with you than wrong with you. So if we focus on giving ourselves a drum roll of uh, paying attention to a deeper breath um, as we're going through our day and feeling the internal expansion and clarity as we breathe, from our inner core, we can then make an active choice to vibrate with joy, happiness, and laughter. That's That's a choice that we individually have. So you can also do some of this a shift between um, actually having this environment going on with us by stepping out into nature and give yourself, um, you know, credibility to uh, pay attention to nature's simple beauty. 
sometimes it's so simple um, that we just step out and take a look closer at something in nature. It can also feel too simple, and um, people ignore that feeling of enjoyment because they're so caught up in something else in their in their um, mind or in their events going on. And as you tune to nature's wonderful visuals and vibrate from within yourself with a focused feeling, it will change your perspective on what truly matters. As you try this new approach, um, you can start doing this more and more on a regular basis by stepping out your door into your neighborhood. And it's very um, interesting, too, to, to take an active role in how is your neighborhood treating you or are you treating your neighborhood as you exchange or work within the natural scene. So you can also um, participate in helping your neighborhood um, by uh, you know what what has been interesting for me is taking a garbage bag with us when we go for walks and actually help pick up some of the areas if someone has um, you know not been uh, helping by throwing things or uh, not picking up after themselves and sometimes it, we can have a feeling of um, wow this is just not right but again, by picking it up ourselves, putting it in the garbage bag, we're shifting the focus. And then we do actually have an opportunity to have a better internal vibration of joy and happiness and, and have that expand out of us because we are participating and making something, um, making a choice to help in that, that step. There's lots of choices and options to go in different directions, and when we respond to things we uh, and we're paying attention, we can actually uh, make a choice, and we can give ourselves credibility for the the feelings of appreciation, joy, happiness, and laughter. And when we focus on this, um, it will add sparkle to our core, which also helps to sparkle in the world around us. So, common words like joy and happiness might seem very simple, but how do those actually look from the standpoint of words? The, uh, the word joy is really a state of mind, and defined by um, the Webster Dictionary, it's the emotion evoked by well-being, success, or good fortune, or by the prospect of possessing what one desires. The expression of such an emotion is a state of possibly happiness. So joy and happiness are both emotions where a person has a feeling of contentment or satisfaction. And these are feelings that each of us, as we're tuned in more to ourself and having our senses more present as we go about our day and also being around in different situations, um, feelings and emotions can bring up all kinds of things that give us different um, effects. Um, the author of Catcher in the Rye wrote, the fact is also always obvious much too late, but the most singular difference between happiness and joy is that happiness is a solid and joy is a liquid. 
So we get into some comparisons because the emotions are an area that most people don't want to touch because it brings up a lot of past emotional uh, baggage possibly, but also a lot of um, opportunity to take a look at things and, and shift in the mindset of, well, how is this going to feel better doing another uh, effort? And so in looking at the two of happiness versus joy, if we're not sure which one is which, you know, it, it can get very, it's a great difference in there. So happiness is um, an emotion in which one experiences feelings. So it's ranging from contentment and satisfaction to bliss and intense pleasure. On the other side, joy is a stronger, less common feeling than happiness. Witnessing or achieving selflessness to the point of personal sacrifice frequently triggers this emotion. So feeling spiritually connected is um, part of that. And some of the causes of happiness can be earthly experiences, material objects, uh, outward expression, you know, shows an emotion. On the side of joy, spiritual, or what can cause joy can be spiritual experiences, caring for others, gratitude, thankfulness, and the emotion of can be um, part of an inward peace and contentment. On um, the side of how they flow through us from a time element, Happiness a lot of times is looked at as temporary and it's based on outward circumstances. On the side of joy, it's more of a consistent flow and can be based on an inward inside of ourselves circumstance. In the um, examples, you know, we have lots of ups and downs in our life and as we are in our service, helping ourselves as well as others, uh, as we choose to be doing one thing or another in our day. Um, happiness uh, is sometimes um, easier to um, flip in and out of, but and joy is um, sometimes uh, witnessing justice for less fortunate and, and feeling good. Um, as we make a choice to help someone, it's happiness is a state, and think of it in terms of a, a large uh, building with lots of different levels. So you have um, where you have a, a an ability to go up different levels, and joy is really a sudden burst of happiness. So it's it's kind of a a spark. And it's like an elevator that can go up and down these different levels, whereas the happiness might be the actual levels themselves in a building or a building um, area. And so it's, again, what is the higher level of, of happiness and going from a small amount or a lower amount into a higher point. So um, it can feel good and um, we can experience happiness, joy as a byproduct of this whole process. So in looking at the definitions, um, it ha it's a little fuzzy, but joy is really the emotion of great delight and um, can be caused by something exceptionally good or satisfying. 
um, has pleasure, elation, and we, we talk about feelings of process. It's caused by uh, pleasure or delight, something that we value. And the expression can be a feeling, a festivity of um, feeling celebration. And uh, it is really different than happiness, which is more of a quality of being and um, possibly having to do with contentment. So there is a, a distinct area between the two. Happiness may be caused by luck or fortune or another person um, helping or uh, in relationship. Joy is caused by a moment in time, and it may not always be about oneself, but also about others' contentment, too. Happiness is about the self's pleasure. Happiness may dwell on materialistic, worldly pleasure, while joy is derived from more internal uh, well-being or emotional well-being. And from uh, looking from the inside to the out, a lot of, as we explained, the, the happiness might come from external, uh, out th- outside things uh, versus joy coming more from a, a bubbling within ourselves. And as we go through these, you know, it's very um, much a time element where the happiness might be monet- uh, momentary and elusive in some ways, but it's um, also uh, tied in there with the joy that one feels in more of a uh, continuous continuous flow. So, when we're looking at um, the definitions, it's really a, an expression of this wonderful inner em- emotion and energy and the, the frequency of each of them is a little different, but it looks like um, as we're talking about this, some of these can feel very elusive and or it's hard to, to specify exactly what, what each means. But um, some of the uh, greatest joys are areas where you can take a look at um, when you're set free from self-concern, you're um, not looking at things in a different window. When we can seek joy and we cannot find it, um, we're looking for a pleasurable experience. And some of this is uh, coming back to the fact that happiness is a choice and we can start working on having a, a more true philosophy of asking ourselves um, as we go through our day, am I happy and am I in joy? How do I make sure that I'm happy, my mindset is happy and I'm feeling joy as a part of my inside? Um, And so it becomes a fuzzy blanket or warm fuzzy blanket possibly for being happy and joy is more like the bubbles. So it's again looking at something in a different way. When you slow down and really pay attention to what's happening around you and or in nature, it can be very breathtaking. So if you're celebrating something possibly um, outside, um, a lot of times we celebrate because we're participating with nature. Maybe we're just walking in nature or maybe you're in in your garden. Um, Maybe you're planting a seed or a flower or you have planted something and watch it. 
um, grow and then it's starting to bud. The, the types of uh, metaphors that these bring forward as you actually are caring for something like a seed that is, you know, knows what it's supposed to do without us helping other than us making sure that it's in a very good environment, it's going to use that environment to blossom, hopefully, um, and come out with something that's very beautiful. Um, J.D. Meyer did a presentation on happiness and says that happiness really is a skill. And um, he came out saying that um, basically it happiness shouldn't be that elusive. And so when we start really nailing things down, um, he's identified seven principles of happiness that um, I would like to just recap. And um, they're principles that have to do with how we uh, operate in ourselves and outside of ourselves. So in discussion points, the concepts are uh, coming down to um, help helping us know if we're happy or joyful um, in the use of the words. And um, when we look at these, um, we want to focus um, on how we are acting in ourselves and outside. Know that um, each of these areas are uh, d- things that we can discover as we go through and work with things. So the first principle that he talks about is uh, focusing on fulfillment. And that this is a, when you live a meaningful life, you can make your choices and each of your moments uh, count. This is part of the discussion of what we, how we can be more present as we go through our day, um, days or hours. And as we are achieving this, we can decide or make decisions on what our experiences are that we're looking for. So the strategy to focus on fulfillment is to really look for the greater good where you're actually giving and receiving the best you can. This is a way of looking around your world and looking at uh, meaningful things that you can do and choose to do. And they can be small things, obviously, small things as they multiply become um, a way to be and can add up to be a bigger mission or cause as you go through your day. Um, The second principle has to do with spending time in your values. So how does that look? Uh, Living your values is one of the simplest ways to add more happiness because as you spend so much time in your day working or it can be classed as work or if you're doing something you totally enjoy it can be classed as a different value set maybe it feels not quite such um, in the category of work but you're also mastering a craft or you're creating something or you're providing a service that's very critical and the um, area that you're covering might be something that as you um, are providing value, then you you spend time in that area, but you're also giving a lot of um, service and people on the uh, external are receiving a lot of value for what you're providing. 
in that context, we're going to provide a pause here and be mindfully looking to get back into the process of defining some of these principles when you show up back here. Have a good pause. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. When you slow down, you give yourself a gift of time for being. Here in the abundant flow, thought seeds grow. Daily moments rush past and disappear into memory. Surround yourself with an essence of nature and feel a renewed sense of hope and peace. Watching a bee gather pollen, the wind playing with leaves, garden flowers presenting their unique, colorful faces. These are the simple joys possible. Our natural world gets left behind in the concrete jungle, digital maze, or inner and outer environment systems. Make a choice to fill your mind with uplifting images surrounding you with invisible access on your mobile devices, in your working and living environments. Pause pads are a quick momentary retreat for your mind to find a space to pause in the middle of a busy day for a moment for a reality break from a busy schedule or as a reminder to take time for yourself to get uplifted. The pause pad break has so many benefits and yet is like a lily pad floating around in sight and in mind as a space to experience an immediate sense of calm. Take a break. Hit the pause pad button or send an email to mcspectrums at gmail.com. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Mindful Space to Pause with your host, Dee Lee. If you'd like to connect with the show, we'd love to hear from you via email. You can send them to mcspectrums at gmail.com. That's mcspectrums at gmail.com. Now, back to Mindful Space to Pause. Welcome back to our pause point here. We were pausing and discussing... um, a value set of uh, principle, valuable set of principles that we're talking about um, actually looking to spend more time with our values in what we do and uh, perhaps living in a simple way to add more happiness so that we're spending more of our work time if this can be classified as work. So looking at the core areas of your values, if you like to learn, then you can also be able to learn more about how your um, focus is. And um, and a, and a, as that point is, then you might be able to contribute and give back some of your skills, your experience, your knowledge. Um, and maybe it doesn't feel like work, but that is an area that someone else will look at is, wow, that's very valuable because this person is really um, sharing their knowledge and uh, giving back in a, in a way that is um, helpful to them. So the principle that um, is interesting here on the happiness level is to set your own level. This is principle three where we want to look at our overall happiness level that we're looking at. And we were th- discussing this as being like a level of a building or a, a, a row or a floor of a building, building set. So um, it's like if you want to gradually improve your overall level, um, we want to find ways to do that. And it's probably different for each of us. Um, the worst thing, thing that you can do is to compare your level to someone else's because really it's your own level 
and what makes up your level is different than what is for someone else. And I know it sounds very simple, but some people operate a lot happier with a lot less um, material uh, around them, materiality, um, and the simple processes of clutter clearing, uh, working with a very small environment possibly. Um, they're focusing on different ways to fulfill their themselves in different uh, focuses. And so um, some people like to um, be outside on the beach or somewhere um, in the mountains or in different locations. And so these are choices that we have, but we also can set our level of Uh, approach saying, okay, well, I'm in this level, I'm going to be happy in this level, or I'm going to be working um, to um, make it uh, increase because I'm going to make a different choice. And the principle, principle four is to drive your, or to, to decide to drive from happiness. So it's a decision um, this is where you want to start, and you want to look outside um, and ask things like, what makes you happy, and how do you, um, what is it that, it might seem really easy, but what makes it, it such that your uh, happiness could be different from someone else because of certain events or choices, and um and in that process, too, you're, you're setting yourself to um, not fall from the, uh, the trap of saying, okay, well, if I'm not, I'm not going to be happy if this other situation, I will be happy if this happens. So that's principle number five. And what we want to do is uh, not set ourselves up that we climb up the levels and then fall down and feel like that is a problem. So it's looking at it from a strategy and saying, okay, we want to start with a certain level and then choose our focus so that we can be uh, climbing that uh, ladder or level. And um, part of it is raising your own frustration tolerance so that that's principle six. So as we level if we start in a certain level and we have a certain subset of choices saying, okay, well, I'm not going to be happy because of this, you know, you can also raise your own level by saying, okay, well, I'm going to have a better tolerance factor, so I'm not going to get upset in um, whatever happens that might not make me feel happy or you're not going to be frustrated and in those those are decisions sometimes we can say okay well touch base with the, with the frustration say someone in traffic cuts you off or doesn't drive very um, correctly in whatever the situation is um, and your focus is on that person uh, it's hard because we cannot um, control what they're doing. They are uh, creating a, a risk for themselves and other people around them whenever they make choices, especially in traffic that's uh, very busy. And so it's better to have a higher perspective in that way because then that frustration is not something you can change. You'll just be experiencing more frustration and anger 
uh, in a situation that's very toxic. So um, sometimes it's more the level of how can I set myself in a better way to limit those frustrations, but also to give myself more space, not just physical space, but also in frustration level. So um, sometimes it's taking a better stand back so that you're looking at something where you're um, looking at what do you want and how do you want more of this versus this. And uh, it comes back to um, principle seven, basically saying what you get what you focus on. So as you're pointing yourself at a certain level or interesting happiness or pleasure or choices that uh, give you a point of happiness and feeling good inside yourself, um, then theoretically you're going to get more of what you're pointing at. And um, we're talking about happiness and joy, but they're also energy and it's made up of harmonizing with the various laws of nature and um, there's really some empowering parts to this. They're basically the um, harmonizing with the laws. It is really comes down to five simple empowering steps. And we might look at these as simple, but they're yet very powerful. And, um, and as we look at them and discuss them and work with them, um, they might be something that you have to work with uh, to start with uh, being very conscious about because some of them aren't in our minds all the time and or we have to remind ourselves. So first step would be to uh, have conscious intention. And so when you think of that, what is that? Conscious intention means that you're focused on something and you're very clear about what you um, are wanting to desire here. And um, and in the second focus, it's more like, is it real? Is, it a, is there um, a fact that it's already existing? Um, the third step would be think and speak and act as if you already have it. So it's more like not just out there in the mind saying, wow, you know, I intend to do something or get something. You're focusing on the real fact that you already have it. And as you take a look at it from that, you're doing an inspired action. And you say, oh, that's, that's already here and that it's already showing up. And so it becomes the reality part so that then um, it looks at um, your focus and your process and simply the process then provides it to have a desired outcome. So as we look at the laws, universal laws and principles, um, essentially uh, we're capable of attracting it in, in each of these areas um, have a different type of um, perspective. And so as we go through the, um, there's uh, levels here saying like the law of vibration. A lot of us have heard about the law of attraction. That one has had a lot of publicity in the various history of uh, some of the details around the, the laws. The law of vibration really states that anything that exists in our universe, 
whether it's something you can see or is something you that's there, but you can't see it. We go in and we look at the most basic form and um, we look at the purest process here and it consists of pure energy or light that resonates and exists as a vibratory frequency or pattern. So law of vibration really is um, not as well known as the law of attraction. And uh, it's really the service or it's, it's the um, foundation for the law of attraction. And as we look at it um, through quantum physics, it's showing us that um, comes comes back to our universe's energy. And um, when we look at this, everything vibrates. Uh, if you look around um, the universe, uh, everything is vibrating in one speed or another. Nothing seems to rest. Everything is moving. And there's not just movement, movement but it has a different frequency. And we can feel this as we are moving around our world. And we're not really separated from this ocean as of energy. And we're all connected. Um, so as it's... Um, Every single part of this has a different frequency. So the um, the idea of you know a picture frame or a thought or a feeling, um, this is all um, going to show up in a different way, and each thing vibrates at a different level. So when we look at um, a different uh, something that's solid versus something that is moving. Um, we can think of it as energy. Some of it's clearly moving. Other energy might look like it's not going anywhere. Um, and from how we learn, um, sometimes we don't see something and we don't believe something. And so it's, again, taking a look at a little different part in a different, um, like a microscope or a way to zoom in on something that's not really obvious uh, depends upon what you're really how what generally how you react to something. So um, when we look at history, sometimes seeing is believing, and um, we might want to look at something a little bit further because we know that there is a a frame of knowledge that might be what we consider be in a box that um, might not be true. And in that sense, we might want to look at, at what's in the box and say, okay, well, is that um, truly what's there? Or is there something uh, more than what we're seeing here? Something along the line of uh, when they were uh, researching and uh, looking at the earth, you know, it's not flat. But then people were observing the galaxy and... Um, since science has been, um, you know, more and more specifically going into more details than people that had um, ideas, um, and some of them were not tested, uh, they were more uh, knowledge-based, um, you know, the law of vibration is really real, uh, just as the law of gravity is real, and so it's, again, learning from history, science, physics, 
and it, it's coming along with new information that's shifting the paradigm of knowledge. And so the, uh, the factors are that as we keep an open mind and look at how this is growing in more and more detail, um, is something like um, we're going to be learning something and acknowledging it because we are experiencing it in a different way. We can use our five senses and um, test out things that we may not have known before um, but have a way now to actually observe. And so in doing that, we're also thinking outside the box that may have not had that knowledge or obvious information available. Um, So the uh, questions that we have, like, um, as we surface through and look at uh, vibration, frequency, um, the next area of the law of attraction is coming up with whatever energy is broadcast out into the universe is joined um, or attracted to energies that are an equal or harmonious frequency, resonance, or vibration. The next one is the cause and effect, stating that any action producing or return a, a result is going to show up with an act or cause which initiated. So it's it's uh, it can also be referred to as sowing and reaping of karma. The law of resonance is uh, a law which determines the various uh, vibratory patterns or frequencies that are determined based on frequent thoughts, beliefs, and emotions, and the projected frequency, which then uh, activates the law of attraction, ensuring that this is going to then show up in harmony with energies that vibrate in a similar way. Um, And this then creates a different physical result. The law of growth is the law which says that... um, it simply ensures that everything is always growing, that the creation is constant and determined by the kind and quality of the seed that is planted. In the case of truth, universal truth, the seed is determined by the energy projected. Um, It has a potential from the standpoint of consciousness and purpose. So the seed itself knows how it, what kind of plant it's going to be. It's not so much known. It, it's determined by that plant his, inside and will be coming out into the, the, the uh, environment as it was set up as that plant type. And the law of abundance can best be understood by looking at the continual growth and resources available within our universe. Um, So, it is continuously producing and multiplying throughout the power of the different laws, and abundance is really um, determined by the kind and quality of the seed or the energy projected. Law of polarity, and sometimes we we ask, well, why why, uh, why is it we sometimes have to go through events conditions and circumstances that we perceive as unpleasant 
and we become aware of deeper understanding when we go through these. Um, but it's also very questionable, why do we have to go through them and look at that as part of the empowerment that we have to learn? So, um, some of these are very interesting because they're connected and what we are looking to do is to discover and absorb learning how to harmonize with the different and align with the different laws as we bring the, these into more of our physical worlds and implementing some of these in our day-to-day life, we're going to become more aware and we'll, we'll also be able to experience things in a way that um, maybe you know, by keeping ourselves so tied up in a box, we wouldn't have experienced. And so we'll be experiencing more from our inner knowledge and also our outer experience of how we operate. And it's going to be great benefit in doing this as well. So there's, um, it's really implementing our knowledge and working with it in looking for the harmony and having that um, be a certainty because we're focused on it and uh, stepping forward with that. On this note, we're going to take a quick pause and we will return shortly. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. When you slow down, you give yourself a gift of time for being. Here in the abundant flow, thought seeds grow. Daily moments rush past and disappear into memory. Surround yourself with an essence of nature and feel a renewed sense of hope and peace. Watching a bee gather pollen, the wind playing with leaves, garden flowers presenting their unique, colorful faces. These are the simple joys possible. Our natural world gets left behind in the concrete jungle, digital maze, or inner and outer environment systems. Make a choice to fill your mind with uplifting images surrounding you with invisible access on your mobile devices, in your working and living environments. Pause pads are a quick momentary retreat for your mind to find a space to pause in the middle of a busy day for a moment for a reality break from a busy schedule, or as a reminder to take time for yourself to get uplifted. The pause pad break has so many benefits and yet is like a lily pad floating around in sight and in mind as a space to experience an immediate sense of calm. Take a break, hit the pause pad button, or send an email to mcspectrums at gmail.com. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. Listening to Mindful Space to Pause with your host, Dee Lee. If you'd like to connect with the show, we'd love to hear from you via email. You can send them to mcspectrums at gmail.com. That's mcspectrums at gmail.com. Now, back to Mindful Space to Pause. Welcome back to Mindful Space to Pause. I'm Dee Lee, and we are talking about the universal laws. And it's interesting, as with everything in our life, we are given the choice of free will to choose which paths we will follow. And as we make these choices, 
you know, we are stepping into a different experience of uh, opportunity with uh, experiencing a fuller life of love, joy, fulfillment, inner peace, and prosperity, both physically, financially, emotionally, and spiritually. And as we step into this uh, choice potential, um, how do we operate as, you know, there's a lot of different ways here. And... Um, it's interesting that Dalai Lama said, the planet does not need more successful people. The planet desperately needs more peacemakers, healers, restorers, storytellers, and lovers of all kinds. It needs people to live well in their places. It needs people with moral courage willing to join the struggle to make the world habitable and humane. And these qualities have little to do with success as our culture is the set. It's interesting, there's a lot of uh, emphasis and discussion right now on meditation and mindfulness. Um, Some of the basic uh, Zen is really uh, not really exciting, but it's also a concentration of bringing things down more into um, how we practice and making them more everyday routines that we're looking to to embrace. Some of the benefits of meditation have to do, and they're shown in uh, physical form, Um, it shows lowering blood pressure and slowing down the cardiovascular system. It's restoring balance function to the digestive system and how we absorb nutrients and relaxing our nervous system. It also helps to um, diminish headaches and migraines relieve insomnia. This is not a given if we meditate, but these are some of the benefits that have been shown uh, to improve uh, ourselves and our confidence in how we're uh, working within ourselves. The, um, the laws themselves, as we embrace these and work with them, um, are uh, unwavering and principles and help to govern how the different parts move through our world. And um, it's quite individual, actually, as we um, are looking, because it's not like just taking one law and working with it. When we look at history, it's, again, a frame of mind coming in to our play here. It's a state of mind saying that um, we're not going to live with uh, knowledge that's in a box. We're looking forward to opening the box and... Um, there have been a lot of changes in the time of history because someone has invented something or come up with a creative idea that's not in that box. And as our technology changes, <clears throat> we can take things for granted, but we can also keep an open mind so that as we uh, learn something new, we can be looking for uh, change to happen. Sometimes change is not um, a factor that people want to go through every day, but it's also encouraging to know that um, inventors have been able to invent and um, the benefits are seen today by some of those inventions. Unfortunately, as someone invents something, they may not, uh, they may have invented way ahead of its actual purpose to be out there and people might at that time frame not really know what it is exactly that someone invented. Um, 
you know, the phone, telephone, radio frequencies. Um, and that was something that went through a lot of change um, with <clears throat> what has happened, what is, we, what is the change, and what do we believe in. So the law of vibration um, is, you know, from a personal perspective, how we um, operate within our areas and um, vibrate within our, not just our limited areas, but also within our environments and with other areas that we're, we're touching. So because everything does vibrate, um, we actually are in a sea, and we're in a sea of emotion and motions. Um, so in 1910, Wallace D. Waddles wrote The Science of Getting Rich, and he was saying that everything you see on earth is made from one original substance out of which all things proceed. There is a thinking stuff from which all things are made and which in its original state permeates, penetrates, and fills the inner space of the universe. A thought in this substance produces the thing that is imagined by thought. Man can form things in his thought and by impressing his thought upon formless substance can cause the thing he thinks about to be created. So the law of attraction and the law of vibration actually go together. And when you look at um, how your thoughts and emotions are vibrating and you know that like attracts like, which is the law of attraction, you will appreciate that you can now start to alter your life just by being um, cognizant and aware of your thoughts. And we've talked about presence and how uh, being present and mindful and keeping up with our thoughts, you know, what words we use, how we use them, keeping awareness and knowing that um, by us taking that time to alter our own process and work with ourselves, that we're not just continuing the programming that we had as, as children, because again, this is historical as each of us age and work forward into our learning, we're changing a lot of our paradigm and we're shifting. So as we have thoughts and emotions that we can actually um bring forward and change the patterns so that essentially we can attract other things into our life. And the, um, the idea here is that, um, you know, there's areas that some people have gone through the area of the law of attraction and some of the, the theories saying, well, why, you know, I went through this process, why didn't some of these turn out? Um, and the vibrational area, um, if you aren't sending out the right vibrations, then it will never work. Everything vibrates. So um, what we want to do is not just go out and make a wish, but essentially we're aligning ourselves and we go through the steps as we ex expressed here. There are ways to provide ourselves step by step so that essentially we're able to work that direction. And so the idea here is that um, we want to align ourselves with things and know that um, we're going to not be having our feelings and emotions that end up um, aligning with something that we don't want. And 
um, as we look through this process, our subconscious is different than our belief system, and we want to look from our inner feelings to our outer emotions and get ourselves so that our desires are uh, connected in that process too. So it's really looking further into um, the clarity of what we're we're mapping out and uh, we start with our emotions and we know that emotions are okay. Um, we also look at the benefits of going and uh, choosing different things, uh, determining what is in unconscious versus conscious, what's in our physical world versus our um, inner, inner world, and making choices so that those two are aligned as, as closely as possible. And so the idea here is to really um, have it so that um, our uh, focus is clear and our intentions are clear and the idea of having things that um, essentially are going to work together um, in a way to provide us where we want to uh, move along. And um, as we are talking about mindful space, you know, this is, again, a space where you can use whatever language you want to use, but it's, it's really taking time to pause and planting the thought seeds so that you have something that you can feel better and you can feel, feel the, the seed of thought that is putting uh, a, a seed in your mind saying, oh, I want to feel this, I want to be here, I want to do this, whatever that thought is and also what have you planted um, you have daily habits and patterns and you can make choices as to how you, you grow those um, we want to pause with a sense of discovery with curiosity and be thankful to reflect and be wonder filled in awe and how do we do this how do we make this all happen Buddha said the trouble is you think you have time and I suggest that we start this fascinating journey now um, and create an environment for ourselves. And sometimes it feels like we are, uh, sometimes it's difficult to feel like we can create something because there is so much out there that we have to work through. But uh, Napoleon Hill said, first comes thought, then organization of that thought into ideas and plans then transformation of those plans into reality. The beginning, as you will observe, is in your imagination. So if we can imagine it, we can then do it. And that's part of the, this whole process, is really believing in this series of mindfulness efforts and knowing that things will actually proceed as we focus on them and uh, really believe that they will happen. I, I wrote a poem um, a bit ago, but I've been sharing it as um, it has to do with this journey. When I open my eyes, I see love flows freely through me. When I open my ears, I hear floating songs of melody. When I open my feelings, I ensure I am truly connected. When I open my voice, I share my vocal light everywhere. When I tune to my sense of smell, I am enveloped in dancing aromas. When I open my heart, 
I know I'm made of a lot of parts. And this mindfulness sensing, and with this mindful sensing, I find the creator is simply in me. So it brings back that whole focus back to ourselves and how we have the um, ability, because we have the ability to make choice, how we want to make choice going forward and how we can check in with ourselves to make our efforts um, positive and the patterns that we live um, a benefit, not just to ourselves, but to others. As we pause with this thought, um, we look forward to pausing next time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a fabulous weekend. Thank you for joining us this week on Mindful Space to Pause. Tune in every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition featuring your host, Dee Lee, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll see you next time.